Hi, my name's Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast and video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. Okay, it's counting down. I can see it. Counting down? Well, no, okay, it's counting up. up. It's it, The numbers are changing, okay, <laughs> in a way that says it's actually recording. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can get it this time. So uh, we're going to talk about rocket ovens, okay? But but first I want to say today is the day of the cherry. <laughs> What yeah. is it? July sixth? I think it's the sixth. Yeah, July sixth. And um uh hopefully this will get to people like in I don't know, like less than a week. That'd be neat. Yeah. That'd be an improvement. Um but uh um lots of cherries and I'm looking at I just saw a bowl of pits out there because you're pitting the cherries. Yeah. We picked about twelve gallons of cherries this morning and, uh nearby. Yeah. And we're saving all the pits. I'm, I'm pitting them so I could throw them in the solar dehydrator and in the freezer. The the fruit, not the pits. Yes, I'm yeah. pitting them so that the fruit will be useful later <laughs> and not have to eat a dried cherry with the pit inside it. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but yeah, then all the pits we will p- poke into the ground all over here in the lab. And uh, I do know that one of the stretch goals for the Rocket Ovens Kickstarter is um, uh, we're going to make a micro documentary for the of the solar food dehydrator. So I think if we get to thirty five thousand, and we just hit twenty five thousand last night. Yeah. Um, and and I saw earlier, and I was thinking like, oh, I got to go put the updates out because it's twenty five thousand. We activated a new stretch goal. I got to think of another one. Yeah. And and uh, it's been a busy morning, and here it is afternoon, and it went into twenty six thousand and. I haven't had time to, you know. <laughs> so, you, may, did you say already what Kickstarter you're talking about with the? the oh, uh, the Rocket Ovens Kickstarter, um, uh, which we need your help. Go support our Rocket Ovens. I, actually, it was funded in 18 hours. I'm so happy. I was so worried it wasn't going to get funded at all. <laughs> so this project is definitely happening. Well, and, and then you were also very worried that it would just barely be funded. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like I'm not sure which is worse, not getting funded or getting like $1 over your bare minimum. Cuz then it's like cuz cuz I don't I I actually uh I did the math. I don't get paid until it brought in 13,000. Yeah. And um uh so I would get I would have to do all this work still. Uh and and I could, and there's all the work I did already and I'd get I would get nothing for all the projects we're trying to do here. And you, Fred, are the one that suffers to know that like <laughs> we we need some extra funds for all the projects. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The uh the like you know, Ranger Doug needs some love. I think uh, pretty much all of the vehicles All the vehicles could use a little love. It's true. It's true. And my old Rav it's uh, it's not doing so good. It needs yeah, to be replaced. It needs a lot of love. <laughs> it needs a lot. So, um, uh, but okay. So rocket ovens and uh, and and cherries and solar yeah. food dehydrator and uh, uh, the other thing is is the morel mushrooms. Yeah. Lots of morel mushrooms. Yeah, we. I think I picked probably 
43 pounds of morels or something. I don't know how many. And and those went for a ride in the solar food dehydrator. Most of them. Almost all of them. Almost all of them, yeah. Okay, let's get to Rocket Evans here. Um, uh, first item is that we, we started getting this. So we're putting together this DVD, and, and it's gone really great. Uh, we had um, three Rocket Evans built here. And we had video of all three builds. Yeah. And the first build is covered pretty good on DVD four of uh, Better Wood Heat, uh, DIY rocket mass heaters. So we had the Innovators event in DVD four, and there's uh, Tim Barker building the three-in-one. So it's a rocket oven, rocket griddle, and rocket hot water all in one. Right. And... Um, and so that's already out there, um, but man, there's been a lot of powerful interest in that. And uh, um, this year, so then at the at the uh, Rocket Mass, well, no, wait, at the Appropriate Technology Course last year, the uh, we got the the third build right. of of the Rocket Oven. You skipped the second one. The second build was at the Innovators event. Tim Barker pulled the ovens. Apart from the three in one. So yeah, the first the first the first three in one was the two thousand fourteen innovators event and then two thousand fifteen was the second innovators event. And then uh uh two thousand sixteen it wasn't modified, but we did take the engine out and build a grate for it. So you could take so you could use that J tube and power the rocket oven or you could put a pot of, you know, food on, put a pot or a pan on top of that J tube hmm. because there's a grate on it. Um, and then uh, in 2017 was the appropriate technology course, which this year it's about to start. We're like three days away, two days away. Oh, from the ATC, yeah. For the ATC is about to start. Um, but uh, um, from last year's ATC. Then uh, Tyler Morrison was here, and he was just super keen on the rocket oven. And so then they built a new and improved one using all the latest ideas. They worked the design a little. And then um, a little, yeah, quite a a lot. Um, And then uh, they came up with a list of new ideas to add to that. And then Tyler went off and built number four. And then um, we got the idea of making this DVD, and Tyler said, how about if I build number five in front of the camera? Yeah. Which had a few more improvements. And so we got extremely detailed footage of that build. And uh, so the the second half of the DVD is that last build, which, by the way, requires no welding, very simple tools. Um, so it, you know, much faster to build. In fact, I think that like the whole rocket oven-y part, um, he he builds while describing the build in like less than a weekend. Hmm. So, um, but okay, when we started talking about doing this, we thought well, let's make some YouTube videos about rocket ovens so people can kind of see them in action and understand like what what there is. So we. Uh, got the idea of like let's make a video that shows how long it takes to get a rocket oven to 350 degrees. And as part of that, it's kind of like, well, what's the point of knowing how long it takes for a rocket oven to get to 350 degrees if you don't know how long it takes for a regular oven to get to 350 degrees? Because we were all kind of guessing like, how long does it take? Like if you set it to 350, how long does it take to preheat an oven? Well, we know it's faster than a cob oven, 
Right. But we didn't know how it compared to a conventional gas or electric oven. Cob oven is going to be hitting about four hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it's like fastest cob oven time might be three hours well, and well, a huge yeah. amount of wood. Well, that's not 350 because when you heat up oh, those, you don't true. make it 350. You start Good point. Good point. Not a fair comparison. Okay. But, okay. But, all right. A lot of wood. <laughs> but it's kind of like, okay, um, if you want to make a cake... That's 350 degrees. And it's kind of like a lot of stuff that you bake in an oven is 350 degrees. Yeah. So it's kind of like, all right, let's do 350. Let's, let's get it. Let's, uh, let's, you know, do the rocket oven to 350. And we have a really new, really expensive, really fancy electric oven here in the Fisher Price house. So what we did was we set it at the 350 and we we put a uh, an oven thermometer in it so that way we're kind of comparing apples to apples and um and we said you know go we timed it and I think that if it was still going that the clock would still be running I I think it might it might have inched up there but yeah it, it, maybe after a day it would have it would have eased its way up to just shy of 350 but it was it was basically being coy about 350. Well, well, it says, ding ding ding, I'm at 350, and we look at the thermometer, and it says 250. And it's like you fucking liar, you lying oven. That's what that's what kind of oven. It's not an electric oven. It's a lying oven. So, uh, um, and then you could hear it cycling on and off, on and off, on and off, and it slowly. And so finally, after like I don't know, 20 minutes. We just we look down and it says it's at 3:25, and so we're kind of thinking like, this is just nuts. So um, we started over. We cooled the oven totally off, and then we set it to 500. And then I think it was 11 minutes, 11 minutes and 19 seconds. Here I got it written down. Right. So on the way to 500, it actually hit 350. Yeah, yeah. According to the thermometer. It might have actually thought it was 500 when it got to 350, but... You know. No, it was still going. It was still going. It, it hadn't gotten to 500, and we stopped it. Okay. So, But at 11 minutes and 19 seconds... So there's there's the standard, you know? This is a, an expensive, fancy electric oven, and it took 11 minutes and 19 seconds to preheat to 350. Right. So that's, that's the time to beat. And... Um, so, uh, so, so Fred, you went up there and you fired it up. How, how'd it go? I did not beat that time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had never lit this stove uh, by myself before. I, I kind of guided several other people through lighting it, but yeah, I kind of stumbled a little on the way. And if I tried it again, I'm sure I could beat the time that I had. Okay, now knowing knowing the other times, which you have the worst time, <laughs> but knowing everybody else's time, if you were given a chance and there was a a a, a seven dollar prize in it, <laughs> I could do better. I don't know if I could win, but uh, definitely I have the worst recorded time. So I'm sure there was oh, other people good point. who. You know, yeah, struggled even more than I have because they didn't like. Sure, I'll they've give never, it. They've never lit any rocket mass heater or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those people. Yeah, but we didn't yeah. have a timer for those. Right, those ones. But we did. I mean, we probably did. Um, I would say a dozen where we were timing it. Right, and so 
the best time was seven minutes and thirty seconds. And that's Erica. And that was Erica. Most a lot of these were Erica, but um, uh, I mean, okay. So just to recap, electric oven, eleven minutes and nineteen seconds. Erica's best time was seven minutes and thirty seconds. Most of the times were ending up at about nine minutes. Right. And so still way ahead of the electric oven. But you know, there's another fascinating thing about electric ovens that came up, and that is that um, now, like, our electric oven is a self-cleaning oven, which means that it'll go up to 900 degrees in the self-cleaning mode. Oh, wow. And so I was kind of thinking, like, I think it would be a piece of cake to get the rocket oven up to 900 degrees, which would make it self-cleaning, but you might have to maintain it at 900 for a while. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But 900 is a great temperature for pizzas. Uh, for thin crust pizzas. Right, if you want it to cook in like 45 seconds or something. I think it cooks in like two minutes at oh. 900 degrees. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it, don't do a thick pizza. If you do a thick pizza, you end up with the outsides all burnt and the inside is all gooey. That doesn't sound that good. Yeah. No. No. Um, but it, you're right. I agree with I agree with your analysis on on that. Um. All right, so that was timing. We did a lot of timing. Um, and then we did a whole bunch of different things where we carefully weighed the wood. And so what we would do is we would say, okay, here's four pounds of wood. And then we would cook something, and then we would weigh how much wood was left over. Yeah. And um, we did that for pizza. I I would imagine that we did it for like, I don't know, uh, 30 pizzas, 40 pizzas. Multiple days in a row. Yeah, pizza was a big favorite. Uh, Cake, muffins, uh, six different kinds of cookies, lasagna, which is just a fancy way of saying spaghetti-flavored cake, roasts, fruit bread, uh, lots and lots of cornbread, casseroles, uh, regular bread, banana bread, and, of course, pie. And I, I don't know if you pointed out that most of this cooking was happening during our peasant PDC. Oh, right. Yeah, thanks to the peasants of the peasant PDC uh, and Erica, who was teaching the peasant PDC, right. for, you know, because uh, they're basically on, they were on their own for food. And they got to use all of our tools for, for cooking all the interesting gadgetry that we have for cooking food. And the rocket oven was um, the most popular um, and we were asking for these these experiments while it was used um, to gather data to share because this is Wheaton Laboratories. We experiment on things. Right. Yeah. Um, and for almost everything, it turned out to be two to four pounds of wood, which I think is like if, if you go to an average person's average um, wood pile, that would be two chunks of wood, right? I would think, or one larger chunk of wood, yeah. But two two medium sized chunks of wood off the wood around pile. that. It's not yeah. a huge amount of wood. Yeah, it's pretty there, trivial. There was the time we cooked eight pizzas in half an hour, and that was five pounds of wood. Yeah, but that's a much higher temperature than yeah for pizza than you I think do the, for you know cookies or something. I think they took it up past six hundred degrees. And and then of course eight pizzas and and I think a cool one of the cool things they're pointing out is is like if you have a cob oven you don't have a pizza party on Friday you have your pizza parties on Saturday or Sunday because you're gonna need three to six hours to get it up 
to to Pete's attempt, and and then so you need the day off of work. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with a rocket oven, then you can have your um, pizza party after work, and and it's like it'll the oven will heat up faster than your conventional oven. And then the pizzas will pop in and out of the oven faster. So, like, your oven has a maximum, your your standard at-home oven has a maximum temperature of 550 degrees. That's the the best it can do. Except on self-cleaning mode. Except on self-cleaning mode, in which case it kind of locks itself and won't let you in. Right. (laughs) It's like, no, we don't do that. We, We don't let you in. So, but a lot of pizzas are cooked at 900 degrees. Like, there's a lot of recipes for pizza where it's kind of like... If you're not cooking it at 900 degrees, it just isn't pizza. It's not the good pizza. Well, I prefer the not thin crust. So. Oh, the bready. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I'm doing it wrong. Hey, <laughs> you've you've tasted my poly dough, right? Yes. You, do you like my poly dough? It's pretty good. Okay. All right. <laughs> I um uh and I one of these days I got to record a podcast with Jocelyn about all the things I'm not allowed to eat right now <laughs> because of gallstone stuff, but. Yeah, that might take more than a day. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it'll be a day long podcast. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, uh, we we could categorize stuff, <laughs> but but the the, the polydo thing I think is pretty cool. Um, and and so I've got this recipe where um, you end up with basically a gallon of dough that you leave in the fridge, and then you rip off pieces on an as needed basis. Uh, for like four or five days. And so you rip off a chunk and it's pizza. And you rip off a chunk and it's a loaf of bread. And you rip off a chunk and it's cinnamon rolls. And you rip off a chunk and it's pigs in a blanket. Although I imagine a vegan like you probably never had pigs in a blanket. <laughs> I, I had them when I was younger. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We didn't use poly dough, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and another one was uh, my son really liked uh, piroshkis. And, and you just take a gob of dough and you mash in, um, you know, uh, some uh, usually green onions and some ham bits and cheese bits and spices and herbs and kind of roll it up a lot and then throw these blobs onto the, you know, um, uh, uh, pan onto the what the the the, 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 cookie, the cookie pan the cookie oh. the cookie sheet you throw them onto a cookie sheet and throw them in the oven oh okay and then out comes this poofed thing that's full of goodies <laughs> I I kind of always like fry bread you know oh, you just take yeah. a blob and throw it into a cast iron skillet where there's some very hot oil and uh, flip it over in about two minutes and. Fry bread, instant. Oh man, those are good. Yep. Put jam on that. Anyway, the poly dough I think is uh, gobs of fun because it's just always ready to go. Okay. Um, uh, oh, good time to point out propane is not really off grid. Not really. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so the grid goes down. You you can't buy propane. Yeah, there won't be any propane. And so how much of it did you store, and when you run out, it's all over. Um, whereas the rocket oven um, runs on those twigs, twigs and stuff that are lying around on the ground everywhere. Yeah. And it doesn't take... In fact, somebody asked me the question today on the Kickstarter. They said, uh, like, um, how much... If I went and I collected up the 
the twigs from my yard, and they're trying to describe their yard, <laughs> and um, like how much can I use the oven? And so I was kind of thinking like, well, we have this r- rocket mass heater in the house here, and we did that that you know two winters ago where we did uh, 0.60 cords of wood. And I kind of think about like how much wood is that? How much wood do we use to be? And so I so here's what I came up with. If you have a four foot by four foot by four foot box and you throw all your twigs in that, that is half a cord of wood. Yep. And I would say that you can fire up your oven every day for 200 days. And, and so you'll have enough to bake every day for 200 days. For one, bake one thing every day for 200 days. Um, now, of course, if you're only firing your oven up every other day, you can go more than a year. But, okay, I'm, I'm throwing it down there, Fred. Uh, that much wood, four foot by four foot by four foot. I'm gonna, I'm saying you can fire up the oven 200 times. Is, am I close? I think you're close. I, I, I can't remember exactly what the volume of the wood that we put in. I know the weight. <laughs> right. Well, now we measured it all so carefully. I, I think a big thing is is that when you look at the handful, and that's what it is, is it's it's two hands holding it. Yeah. You know, you couldn't. I know. I think you could hold it in one hand, but you'd be kind of balancing right, it you a could, little. You could put it on one hand, but you... <laughs> right, right. But you, you can't wrap your hand all the way around. But with two hands, you can wrap your hands all the way around it. Well, certainly you can. I some, well yeah some people I mean, might not be able to okay some there that gives you an idea I'll easily be able to wrap my hands around it and some people might not be able to wrap their hands around it <laughs> okay and and so but um uh when we're talking about a box that's four feet by four feet by, I mean we're talking about half a cord of wood yeah 200, 200 uh, uh joy rides with the rocket oven. Right. It's, some people's yards are ridiculously small, and they won't get that much unless there's a windstorm. But, you know, it's, True. It's, it, it's not hard to find that much wood. In a year. Any, yeah. Yeah. Even if, even, if, if it's, even if a small yard. Yeah. And if necessary, there's the neighbor. <laughs> right. Who doesn't have a rocket oven. Right. Right. And, and they were, like, putting it into the garbage, you know, yeah. putting the sticks into the garbage. So therefore, um, I I think I think I'm in the ballpark. I mean, you know, if 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 it was the price of Price is Right, are you going to do a dollar over or a dollar under, <laughs> or a pound over or a pound over? I don't know, forever whatever amount it is, two hundred. I'm saying two hundred. Two hundred fires in your oven. Yeah. That's close enough. I'm not going to really. Okay. All right. I think you've totally validated my number. All right, hey, uh, let's do a comparison to a cob oven. And I did. I uploaded a video to uh, YouTube, which I think does a, a pretty cool little comparison to cob ovens. But um, first of all, a standard cob oven, a normal cob oven, is going to alert the neighborhood for several blocks around that you're firing up your cob oven, as they are all coughing and hacking because of the smoke that you're, the pollution you're putting into the air. Yeah. And um, so, so pretty soon, uh, somebody from some authority is going to come and fuck up your shit because you're polluting the neighborhood, which I think would probably be a good thing. And on top of that, if you're doing it, 
Um, I mean, I think whenever you got that much smoke, we've got so many solutions. I'm going to suggest please don't do that. Now, if you do a double chamber cob oven, it'll burn clean. And, and basically what it does is it kind of has like a rocket part on the second chamber and then uh, the smoke and the flames come out and then they hit the chimney-like thing and then it rockets and um, and then what comes out is very clean. But, but, that, but that heat that's rocketing out is not being captured. Yeah, you are heating the hot day. Congratulations. <laughs> um, which is kind of the moral of the story of nearly every barbecue everywhere. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're rocketing all that heat out and uh, piling a lot of wood into your cob oven to heat it up. Oh yeah, yeah, cob oven, even a double chamber cob oven, that is an enormous amount of wood, and most of the heat is just you know pouring out the front. So um, with a rocket oven, so cob oven, a cob oven is a lot of wood with with smoke pouring out the front or heat pouring out the front in either the double chamber cob oven or the standard cob oven um lots and lots of wood and the rocket oven uses just a speck of wood and runs super clean and um in the videos that we've been taking we keep you know looking up to the exhaust and it's like yep still clean right you sure it's on (laughs) yeah yeah you are you are not alerting the neighbors they don't know that you're doing this and I would say that there's so little heat going out that it's a it's a pretty efficient system. But I I do think that there's room for further optimization. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the the next thing is is carbon footprint, and um, the carbon footprint of a rocket oven is about 1.5 percent that of an electric oven. That's quite a quite a difference. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, the other thing is, is that um, we were talking this morning about how if you have a burner, if you have like a natural gas stove, which you know it's not an oven, but and you got one burner going at full blast, and your kitchen is entirely sealed, and I'm going to go with the size of our kitchen and dining room here, like we sealed that room. Yep. That in 45 minutes the flames would go out on that burner that's that's how fast it consumes oxygen in the room so you definitely need ventilation but um you know it's it sickens me that when we when people i hear people like talking about carbon footprint and the things that they're talking about to solve the carbon footprint and and it's kind of like really the the biggest thing is like convert your heat source to a rocket mass heater. Uh, a, a rocket mass heater um, is going to be about 1% of the uh, carbon footprint of, um, of electric yeah. um, of electric heat. And um, I think it's still like uh, like something around 2% uh, or even 1.5%, like 1.8% that of um, uh, natural gas heat. And uh, I mean, like, there's environmental disasters. No matter what kind of electric power you have, um, you know, like for example, hydropower has got huge environmental disasters associated with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, so everybody's like, oh, it's clean hydro. It's like, well, you know, it's true that it's not putting a lot of mercury up in the atmosphere. You got that one going for you with hydro. So if that's all we care about, 
you're good. But uh, let's talk about destroyed uh, aquatic habitat. Um, and so it's kind of like, you know, in uh, the Pacific Northwest, uh, the salmon population is reduced by 95%. And it's only 95%, not 100%, because fisheries are constantly restocking these rivers artificially. Yeah. And so um, what about all the other wildlife? I mean, there's probably... Tons and tons of well, anyway. All right, I could I could go on rants right. for every kind of uh, energy there is, and it's kind of like uh, somebody somebody wrote on the Kickstarter today. They said, "Why is it that people haven't um, switched to rocket mass heaters across the board? Why is there why is it that there's not at least 50 million rocket mass heaters installed at this point?" If someone can figure that out, it'd be helpful. Yeah, you know, um, and and it's like everything I hear is just a cheap ass excuse, and and I could, we've got some podcasts I think kind of covering some of those cheap ass excuses, but um, I, I think the money savings is tremendous, and the benefit to the environment is tremendous. Um, everything about the rocket mass heater is awesome, and the I I kind of wonder if the rocket oven will effectively be the gateway drug to the rocket mass heater. Yeah, could be. So convert your oven to a rocket oven. Convert your heater to a rocket mass heater. Convert your dryer to a clothesline, and convert your car to a bicycle. <laughs> you know, I want to I want to I want to advocate uh, only. A more luxuriant life, and I, I'm, a, I'm sorry, but for years I refused to own a car, and I only rode my bicycle. Um, and I think when I stopped, I may have started putting on some weight. I'm not sure if you can tell. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't know you before. <laughs> so maybe I looked the same then. Yeah, yeah maybe. Knows. Maybe. Um, uh, I, I saw something recently that said uh, uh, something like. <clears throat> Uh, a guy was putting on some weight, and people were giving him a shit about it. And and he said, uh, "My body is nothing but the carrier for my brain, and my brain deserves a smooth, luxuriant ride." <laughs> I I like that. I saved it. <laughs> but um, I'm going to say that it's okay for people to have cars. And what I want to do is come up with a system such that they own their car. And um, but I've uh, through my works or what I've written or suggested or whatever, their life becomes so obscenely uh, luxuriant where they are that they just end up not like their car will go months without use. Yeah, in that case, car sharing would be, you know, the way to go. Sure, sure. It's going to be cheaper. Cheap. Save money. <laughs> you bet. You bet. But I, there is a lot to be said for the freedom of, like, I have a car. I can go for a drive whenever I want. Uh, I can I can drive to Seattle. I can drive to New York City. I can drive to all kinds of places. I can drive to the store. I can drive to the movies if that's what I want to do. I can drive. It's freedom, man. I can drive and drive and drive. And look at this car. It's a brand new car. I don't have a brand new car. But, you know, I, a person could. It's possible. And then it's like, but things are so good right where they are. I, I wish to persuade them to such a magnificently luxuriant life that it's, they could go anywhere in their car, but they just choose not to. Right. 
Have we wandered off the topic of rocket ovens yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sort of talking about carbon footprint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so um, the rocket ovens Kickstarter is going on now. Um, I think I have made the like one dollar level. It's the sweetest ever. Um, I think when we started the Kickstarter, there were five microdocs at the one dollar level, and some ebooks and and stuff like that. So like the one dollar level was very heavy in candy, and then um, we had some uh, stretch goals which have been met, which added even more candy to the one dollar level. Right, and maybe one of those added it to the fifteen dollar level. I think the one that happened last night, that was reached last night, yeah. uh, is the $15 level. Um, but at $15, that's the first level where you actually get the uh, a, a version of the Rocket Ovens DVD. Right. And digital, digital streaming, right? It's HD streaming. Yeah, so you don't get the actual DVD. But I kind of feel like DVD is now a thing where it means... This is about how big the movie is. <laughs> right. Because we got a DVD, and it was like an hour and 15 minutes, and I kind of felt a little bit like, what? <laughs> I'm, what? That's, you're, I got, I've been robbed! Well, of course, we also have those DVDs that are 30 minutes long, like the one with Wayne. Remember the one with Wayne? Right. The, that, the wood furniture. Green yeah, wood furniture. They had a guy in it named Wayne, and there was another guy in it whose name I, I don't know. But he's the one that kept saying Wayne every every minute. But I I thought it was about every ten seconds. He yeah. it's like it was in his contract to say Wayne. Like if he didn't say Wayne like sixty times in the thirty minute program, then then he wasn't going to get what, paid. Wayne must have sponsored that that video. <laughs> Brought to you by Wayne. <laughs> but. Uh, I I think that oh and then that the later reward levels on the Kickstarter we have thrown in the eight DVD set and um, all of the video from the PDC and ATC and stuff like that I think we've made a lot of the rewards extremely sweet yeah really incredible rewards for this Kickstarter yeah and uh, which might explain why so many people have supported it so far um yay <laughs> and you can join them <laughs> yeah 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 you guys uh go support my kickstarter all right do we have anything else we want to add on this podcast i i don't think so yeah. if you like this sort of thing come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about rocket ovens homesteading and permaculture all, all the, the time. time don't forget Go out to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.